Welcome back to Let Freedom Reign Podcast, the official equine industry podcast of Day 6 Ranch. I'm your host, Jason Swick, and on this show, we discuss leadership, self-mastery, and discipleship from topics and perspectives exclusive to the equine industry. If you are looking to build a legacy-worthy lifestyle, we encourage you to visit day6ranch.com and explore our free content, other podcasts, and sign up for our monthly newsletter. We thank you for joining us on this adventure. Welcome, everybody, to another episode here at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Summer is in full swing and moving quite rapidly. There is a lot going on over the next several weeks, and we will continue to get these episodes out as consistently as possible. Starting today, June 30th, we will be at the Victory Therapy Center in Roanoke, Texas, helping Veterans Point and the India 68 Foundation with the launch of their Veterans Service Equine Program. That program will continue on Fridays for the next several weeks, and I'd love to see you there. For more information on the program, you can visit victorytherapy.org. It's V-I-C-T-O-R-Y-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y dot O-R-G. Or check out Veterans Point on Facebook. Now, it's my understanding that this course is sold out with a wait list. But for those who have an interest in learning about or growing their horsemanship, feel free to reach out to us at Day 6 Ranch. In late August, we're planning a Liberty Workshop at Versatile Horsemanship in Nakona, Texas. We're going to do everything in our power to make that a free event and have a great day working horses, breaking bread, and talking life. In the middle of July, we'll be taking off to the Triangle Sea in Wyoming. There we'll be recording a few episodes for Come Ride the Journey podcast with Chris Cox. We're definitely excited to get out of some of this Texas heat and enjoy a little bit more mild weather for a bit. We also have some exciting opportunities in the works with the Fort Worth Mustang Show. That show will be September 7th, 8th, and 9th at the John Justin Arena and Will Rogers Memorial Center there in Fort Worth, Texas. Stay tuned to Let Freedom Reign podcast and all the Day 6 Ranch social media outlets for upcoming news as it is released. For more on the Fort Worth Mustang Show, you can go to thefortworthmustangshow.com to purchase tickets, view the schedule, and support such a wonderful event. Now this week on Let Freedom Reign podcast... We're going to air the second episode in our White Horse Ramuda series, the faith-based series co-hosted with J.R. Vazane. In this episode, we take on the million-dollar question, do I have what it takes to make it to heaven? J.R. and I believe the religion of Christianity has made a mess of that answer, and as we work through scripture, we peel back the layers to a very, very simple answer. We thank you guys for the wonderful support of episode number one and encourage you to reach out to either one of us, no matter where you're at in your relationship with God. We sure as heck don't have all the answers, but we do love searching for them. In this episode, we cover scripture from Ephesians, Romans, and the book of John. Those scriptures will be cited in the show notes. I'm amazed at the continued support of Day 6 Ranch and its mission. I cannot thank you all enough for making this brand what it is today. The weekly messages of encouragement are a wonderful gift and we are blessed to have the opportunity to help humans and horses live a legacy-worthy lifestyle. We hate to keep y'all waiting any longer. Here is episode number two, White Horse Ramuda. So we hope everybody enjoyed episode number one here at White Horse Ramuda, and as we said, we're going to take a trip to Ephesus. Now, JR and I spent many months as cited in episode number one talking about how we're going to kind of lay this show out and what we're going to make of it. And despite all the prayer, nothing was really revealed to us that was very compelling that we thought, all right, that's it. So we decided before stepping into the trailer, let's just pray on this and and hit that red button and record and see what God comes of it. So in reflection and in preparation for future episodes, J.R. was talking about Ephesians 3.20 and how it is spoken to different seasons of his life. And, And we'll get into Ephesians here in a little bit, specifically that scripture and some of the scriptures that lead into it. But really, I think this episode is going to speak to the foundation of your relationship with God. And so oftentimes, I think the religion has given Christianity a misnomer that you got to do a bunch of work to get into the pearly gates, and it's not that at all. And we'll reveal that through Scripture here in a second. But JR, I don't know if you want to take a second and introduce 320, and, and we'll kind of work through that. And I got some notes. It's actually rather appropriate notes for some scriptures just ahead of that and how they relatively tie into the mission and the purpose and what you're trying to convey here in this episode. Absolutely. Um, 
Well, I think it's funny. Uh, we we once again we we're talking about how we've had so much preparation to uh, what we uh, we're gonna talk about on this podcast. Neither one of us showed up with anything that came from our preparation, other than yeah. prayer, right? Yeah. And uh, I had said that when I showed up here, man. I know you've told me to get some things down to what to talk about, but I really don't know which way I want to go with all this. And isn't that so funny with our life and our walk? You talked about we stepped in the trailer here to record this and just ask the Holy Spirit to show up and do what he does. And isn't that funny how he works when he when we get ourselves out of the way and let the Lord work how he does, man? And at the end of the last episode, we talked about kind of the, the, the question that... Um, that stemmed this podcast was why do we put god in a box and taking the limits off that right and so we had talked about part of this podcast being a bible study so in preparation to coming here was i was seeking what what is gonna what verse what scripture what anything would portray that message the best and there you can there's a there's a lot of spots you can go david killing goliath uh daniel in the lion's den um shadrach meshach and abednego in the fire and all of those things but one that was revealed to me here not too long ago and it was when i so i i got down to we got down to Texas on this cow horse deal, and the first two weeks, I went, I, w- I went into a wilderness stage because I showed up, and the very first day I rode here, so this has been six, eight months in the making, however long it had been, not nine months, I guess, in the making to get down here. We had put a down payment on the horse and had sold the cows back home and transitioned that business into running the yearlings and all these things. We were letting it unfold. And I got down here, and uh, the very first day I rode, I got uh, I went back to... I had been... I had built some shorts that I was riding. They're biker shorts. I took two pair of biker shorts, and I put gel in them, and I'd been riding. And through the summer when I had came down to Aaron's, I'd get a little sore here or there or whatever. And the last time that I'd came down in September uh, with my brother-in-law, Sage, um, I had rubbed a sore, for lack of better words, right in the middle of my butt crack on both sides of the cheek. And it took forever to heal up. Like, I didn't ride from September till probably January, a couple times doing fall work, but not very much horseback anyways letting that sore heal up so i went back to my old pad that i had used and i had never gotten a sore in that pad so the very first day i showed up down here january 21st top of the morning to me went caught my gonna be new horse stoked fired up dream coming true right and i rode for three hours we had talked about well let's slow slowly get into this let let your let get in shape all these things well you know me at once i'm an no, all-inner yeah, <laughs> i'm an all-inner so i i spent four hours horseback the very first day <laughs> way right? to break yourself in bud well i rubbed a huge sore bad and i i went in a wrestling match i was like and it wasn't why god did you let that happen or anything but is this what i'm supposed to be doing how come every time i start to chase this there's opposition and it's hard and it doesn't feel like it should right like i thought it should start to unfold my my worldly thinking of it was i'm gonna get down here i'm gonna start getting better one percent every day it's gonna get better it's gonna get better well the very first day now i have this whole other obstacle that i have to that i have to get over i gotta figure out how to be able to still ride not make the sore worse i suck at going to the doctor so that was the last thing i wanted to do so what bandages am i gonna have to do and i'll I'll tell you what it's come to i have to i still i i still have reminiscence of the sore it's gotten better and i still there hasn't been very many days that i've missed riding but i have to wear a mepilex pad which is a silicone padded bandage over where the sore was with the biker shorts and a new gel foam pad is is what i'm riding with to keep chasing this deal right yeah 
So I went through this wilderness. This I, I was studying uh, Moses's story in, in Exodus and stuff, and just through the wilderness and and all these things, and it led me on to uh, the wrestling match with Jacob and Esau, and um, it talks about Esau or Jacob getting in a wrestling match with God and um he he tells him he has a hold of him and he says i am not his brother esau is uh he can see him coming or he knows he's coming however the story ends up going he's he's fearful that his brother's gonna hate him for stealing the birthright right and so he's in this wrestling match with the lord and um he ends up getting his hip tweaked but he says i will not let you go until you bless me and what happened was the blessing came with i am gonna change your name that was it that was the only blessing him and his brother get back together and it's all good and it's all gravy and whatever else. i love his how biggest, you're setting this up his well his biggest fears his biggest failures his biggest whatever weren't the blessing that he even was seeking so i was in a wilderness situation going i thought this was about me coming down here to get better at reigning cow horse to get in the show pen to go and encourage and inspire people by the accomplishments that i'm gonna achieve and right away our schedules got busy it wasn't that i hadn't been praying and seeking the lord and whatever but i was just hurrying up doing a quick devotional and going up to getting on with the day because you got work to get done i got work to get done yes sir and uh I talked to Tiffany Sanchez, was a gal that called me um, last summer, and she was freshly hurt, fresh paralyzed, and uh, we've been in contact and t- helped each other out and talked to each other through th- some things. And there's there's some works going on there in that relationship that are that are I hope turn into something to help change people's minds and and give to people in this in similar situation with some clothing ideas and and saddle padding stuff and all these things uh we're collaborating together and kind of getting some stuff worked out um there but she called me um and she she was frustrated and and mad because she was at a crossroads where she was wanting to get horseback again and didn't necessarily have the horse that would let her and people weren't supporting her decision to do that again so she was struggling with giving that passion up and it was at that moment that i realized that i need to get out of the way (laughs) this is way bigger than what i can get accomplished in this world and in this dream and in this vision there's a big picture here and it's always been about the big picture the inspiring the encouraging letting the lord use it as a service and be able to give and whatever using the horse but it was at that moment that i in sent out the invitation hey if it i i wouldn't sell your horses if you deep truly don't want to yet because i think we've got a setup here that's safe we've got all these things and i will do whatever i have to do if my wife and i have to drive out there physically and pick you up to help you chase this passion i will yeah but it was at that moment that this was of course of two weeks the first two weeks while i was down here the first three weeks maybe while i was down here i was in this wrestling match what is this supposed to be lord what is i thought this is where i came down to get it figured out and this is a hindrance in here and it was just revealed to me that got to keep my eyes open for the magnitude of what can happen if we will have the faith and just stay steadfast we're gonna have troubles we're gonna have struggles we're gonna have hardships we're gonna have i went and rode with chris cox and he made a very profound statement that really stuck with me and he said we oftentimes sprint as fast as we can to the top of the mountain and we want to get to the top of the mountain because that's where we think the victory is because that's where the buckles are that's where the prizes are that's where that's where all the things are he says but once we get up there we realize when we look down it's lonely at the top and it's not lonely at the top because of all the people that didn't want us to get there or that sort of thing it's lonely at the top because not very many people are up there 
Yeah. And when you get there, you get the buckle, you get the saddle, you get all these things. You look back at the journey and you realize that the real victory was in the climb. I missed the boat. It was in the climb. Yep. That's where your character's forged. That's where you're tested. That's where that's where you get to prove to yourself that if you will get out of the way and let the Lord work, that big things can happen. So then this verse was showed to me to tally off of why we put God in a box back to all of it. So here I was. What was what was letting the sore heel up? What was that holding me back from? Well, real, when I realistically think about it, it was just holding me back from riding and figuring, figuring out my feel, figuring out really all it was doing was hindering my work ethic your goals and your ambitions <laughs> and my right? work ethic i yeah. want to be working at it right now da, 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 yeah. da. and in that co- the course of those two weeks there was jobs that i was able to do for aaron to be a service to others there was phone calls that i'd been hitting ignore to because i was too busy chasing my stuff in the journey that i wasn't taking calls or whatever when really that person was calling me because they needed a word of encouragement for the day or whatever so i was shown ephesians three twenty. And it says, now all glory to God who is able. And I was stuck there because I prayed and I believed that, Lord, you'll heal this sore in a week. And I believed that it would be healed in a week. I honestly did. Just like when I got hurt. I prayed when I got hurt, Lord, I know that you can snap your finger and you can make me walk again. And I believed it. I said, you're going to make me walk in three months. Three months rolled around and I believed it was going to happen in six months. Six months rolled around and I believed it was going to happen in nine months. Here I am, four and a half years later, still believing that it's going to happen. Right? But he, So he is able. I got to get my fleshly worldly thinking out of that to lord i know you are able but show me what you got going on here in the meantime right so now all glory to god who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think take god out of the box Lord, I want you to heal my sore so that I can ride tomorrow when really maybe he's saying, I need you to be mindful of the big picture I got going on here. There's a reason your phone's ringing. You're going to get in the show pen. You're going to win. I'll let you have some success. I might even let you compete the world's greatest horseman one day because that's really what you want. But I got to work for you. I got somebody that's been needing you to talk to because she's depressed because she's about to sell her horses because she doesn't, she needs some encouragement that it is a possibility. She needs somebody to offer her your horse that she can feel comfortable to come ride. That has never taken place yet, but that conversation happened. Yeah. She started bawling when that conversation went down. I then started bawling after the phone hung up because I'm a man and I can't be crying on the phone <laughs> talking to some woman, right? But after that, yeah, that yeah. was the moment that I went, take God out of the box. This isn't about how good I can get how fast. This is how good my God is no matter what the circumstances is. So get myself out of the middle of it and let God work, man. And I think that point is made, we joke about all the quote-unquote preparation we attempted in furtherance of this show. But as you're describing the fact pattern and the circumstances, I think the, the attempt at preparation that we had, that we missed, was get out of the way. <laughs> Literally, God is trying to tell us, get out of the way. Get on the mic, get the Bibles open, and I'll take it from there. And I'm so glad that that we have done that because although we didn't have this crystal clear vision that we wanted going into these first few episodes, the scripture, <laughs> Fire, man, yeah, the scripture and the experience that has come from it, right? Right. I, I don't care if nobody else gets anything from this. It's fueled my fire, man. It, it, it's, it's got me fired up. Is getting out of the way, and and we talk about in, in three twenty here what God is capable of, and absolutely He is able. He is more than able. 
And it's funny you picked of all the scriptures in the Bible, you picked 20, because I go in my Bible, a couple scriptures ahead of that, and, and I have the note here, and this is the prayer for Ephesians. The note in my Bible I wrote is, great prayer for a team, unit, or group stepping off into a new season of life. Okay. And I look in my Bible, and it starts at 14 is where this note is written in my Bible. Verse 14. So we go from there. It says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted Mm. and established in love, may have the power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Mm. So we got six verses here in Ephesians 3, 14 through 20. And we talk about all that God is capable of doing and all that he is. But in the stories that we've described in some of episode number one and now getting into episode number two, we place our own wants and needs ahead of his because of who we are rooted to be, whether it be ambition, drive, discipline, however you want to phrase it. But in 17, in verse 17 specifically, it talks about, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Jar, I kind of want to touch on what it means to be rooted. Because I think a misnomer within the religion, Christianity, is that you make it through those pearly gates because of a bunch of good stuff you do here on earth. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm, man. So I, I want to take it back to Romans. Let's go all the way back to Romans 10. And if you guys listening or in your Bibles, we'll give you a second to flip there. But let's go all the way back to Romans. And Jar, if you don't mind, we'll start with nine because that really sums it up in its entirety and the foundation of identity. Yeah, Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. It's that simple. That's it. (laughs) It's that simple. And the reason we wanted to start here with identity is, A, we don't know where everybody is in their walk with the Lord. And for nearly all of my life, I've been trying to find the answers. And, And I think back, I started praying faithfully daily at 12 years old. And at 12 years old, those prayers were for very selfish things. Uh, baseball was a big deal for me. I, I prayed that I could make it to pre- to Major League Baseball because that would afford me more money than anybody in my family has ever had. My parents wouldn't have to worry about a mortgage payment. And if my brother wanted to go to college, that would be a thing. And we could have nice cars and tons of food and everything that we didn't have growing up. And as I've transitioned through life, those prayers have become less and less selfish and started to become prayers of perception. God, can I hear you? God, can I see you? God, what do you have for me? And through this, my identity has been hung up on being a baseball player. My identity has been hung up on being a firefighter. My identity has been working in EMS. My identity has been hung up in law enforcement and all the quote-unquote cool jobs I had there. And it's not until I really became rooted in who I was that I was made in his image Mm that I really began to step off in confidence. And I tell you this not as an expert. This isn't something that I've been 
kicking around for years and years and years. This is a journey that I've been on for years and years and years, but this is stuff that's been real revealed to me. And I would say in the last months, maybe year who I really am in Christ. And I have seen so many people pursue superfluous tasks because they think it's going to earn them the right to heaven. When in fact it comes down to the belief that God sent his son, Jesus Christ to die for our sin. And that is the foundation of my identity. And that is where me growing my relationship with God really started to take off. Man, it, uh, I got chills even going down this route because of the day that we're doing this. Yeah. Um, this Friday of Easter week, which is the Good Friday. This is the day that Jesus hung on the cross. And we, we, we talked about that um, prior to turning the button on here that we hear so much Jesus died for my sins Jesus died for my sins da 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 all these things which yes he did since then the religion and religious way of thinking is the works way to heaven right it's so simple that we've complicated it by confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus came, lived, died on the cross as an eternal sacrifice for my sins. Meaning, prior to Jesus' life, all through the Old Testament, was God leading his chosen people the Jewish, the Israelites, these things, right? And they had to follow the law of Moses, all of these things, right? They had to follow the law by bringing sacrifices for their sin, by bringing offerings to get things they wanted. It yeah, was... Process and works. It was the works way to get these things from God. And... We failed over and over and over as a human race. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. If you go if you go read through the Bible, we failed over he God entrusted humans to follow the law and we failed over and over and over again. So finally he's like, All right, I love these people so much <laughs> that I've given them two, however, I, well, we'll get into some debates here if we start listing off how long humankind's have been on earth, but 2,000 years ago prior to, I don't yeah. care what your yeah. belief Pick is. Pick a number. Yeah, however, I'm not a theologian and I'm not a scientist, so I don't know when dinosaur times were or even if they were real. That's not the debate here, but the however long from day one of creation until 2023 years ago of what happened on this weekend easter weekend it was a works way to be made right with god right god loved us so much john 3:16 that he sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. So I'll argue with anybody that there is a heaven and a hell. Eternity, my view of eternity is what's talked about in Revelations, the golden streets, the da-da-da-da-da. But besides all of what the picture spokes to look like, it is... No sickness, no impairments, no whatever. We get new bodies, we get all these things. But it is this picture of eternity to me is nothing matters other than worshiping my maker. It's so appropriate early on in this show for the reason that we got to lay that foundation. 
And it's very easy to get sidetracked. You and I both have been sidetracked many times over by success. And we talked in previous conversations off air. Or failures too. How you start to believe start to believe your own press that I provide the value that I'm the special person that I'm the sought after resource and all that is distraction and the reason I think this conversation is important to identity and longevity and growing your relationship is because when when bronc rider is taken away from you what are you? Who are you? When you hang, when you hang that kit for the last time, your gun belt, your turnouts, your scrubs, whatever, when you hang it for the last time, and that's all you've been your whole entire life, and that's all you see yourself to be, what are you? Mm. And that's where so many people go astray, is that they overinvest in a misappropriated identity. They're invested, and being invested is a great thing. But when the focus of that investment is misplaced, it can cause incredible amounts of discourse. And when we become lost, you talk about those wilderness experiences, and you're out there having to find yourself, it can get lonely. And we are a tribal entity. We're a people built on community. God made man. He said, you know what? He needs another one of these. And he creates Eve. Right? We're not meant to walk this walk alone. Mm -mm. And when we can get that identity ironed out early on, or in my case, the identity was misplaced, but God revealed to me what it should be or where it should be, then we can really start to step off into great works and then we can really start to invest into relationships and then we can really start to pour into people and you talked about in episode number one, right? We got to be close to him to grow that relationship. You and I sit on this couch for the next 10 hours and don't say a word to each other. Yeah, we're close in physical proximity. We're real close in physical proximity. But do we know each other? Mm, absolutely. Right? Nope. We have to have that dialogue we have to be founded, but the, the foundation of that dialogue and the foundation of that belief comes from the simple fact that you believe that God sent Jesus to live, die on the cross for our sins in granting us eternal life. And, yes, 100%. And that eternal sacrifice was not only for eternity it was for life here and now the ephesians 3:20 yeah absolutely <laughs> all, all glory to god who is able through his mighty power at work within us to do infinitely more than we might ask or think so what do you ask or what do you think like i can go back through my life and i go well i've i've asked to win a gold buckle in the rodeo world i've asked to be able to get a horse and compete in cow horse shows i've asked to own a ranch someday i've asked to um ha have financial stability to pay off medical bills i've asked i've asked for enough winnings from rodeos to be able to buy a thousand Things. sheep and 200 cars and and a new pickup and horse trailers and a bobcat and all these things, right? But what happens when I get those things? I ask for something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? The I ask for the was, next thing. The identity I ask for and I'm not saying we shouldn't ask God for things. When you it's so simple, God's grace and mercy, we were talking about that mercy being uh, not receiving the punishment I deserve because Romans 3.23 says we are all sinners and fall short of God's glory. Absolutely. Right? Grace is the gift that God gives us that we don't earn. So I can't earn salvation. I can't earn a better life here on earth. 
worldly thinking, yes, you can. You can go get a job that makes more money, that you can buy all these things that fill your happiness, right? But when you get to the root of it, it's and it's a hard concept for people to grasp because we as a culture and we as, I'll step out there and say, um, motivated individuals, we always want the next, the next. best thing. Right? Yes. But you and I can sit here face to face and I know for a fact because I've been in that mindset i've been there i've been doing that i've been at the top i've been an nfr qualifier i've been out second in the average third in the world i've had three hundred thousand dollars in the bank account i've owned a thousand sheep i've owned 200 cows paid off at the bank i own a chunk of ground back in montana none of those things fill the void that is in my soul that only God can fill. I love it. It's right? spot on. It's absolutely spot on because what I had to change in my mentality, you talk about pursuing the next goal. And in episode one, we joked about putting God in a box. And I'm, I've always been the guy. Everybody says, you know, well, should we do this? Should we do that? I've always been the guy to ask, why not? Why not? Why can't we do that? Just to see what you're worth. See how far you can push yourself. See how how much better you can be. And through all my successes, when I had the overinvestment in the wrong identity, it was just that. Can I be smarter? Can I be more intelligent? Can I make better decisions? Can I pursue this rank faster than anybody else? Can I get to this assignment faster than anybody else? Can I be better than anybody who has ever been in this assignment? Just to see how good I could be. Having the mentality is not wrong. The intent behind the mentality is what starts to muddy the waters. Mm. It's done for self-serving purpose. 100%. That's so, that, yeah, that's so good. It's, the the transition in identity so the 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 simplicity of it is that is all i have to do to be saved one to be to spend eternity in heaven rather than hell the good place rather than the bad place and i really want this podcast to reach whoever the lord wants it to reach but i want it to I want it to inspire and encourage the believers and the unbelievers alike. So with that in mind, to an unbeliever, whether it's somebody that grew up in a religious home that was come from the mentality of you had to do these things to earn to be on the stripes, good list, yeah. to be on the good list or whatever, to the atheist that wants to argue that God isn't real or whatever. Um, past all the religion, past all the debate on if these things are real or not, I question myself, why do I believe in the resurrection of Jesus. Why do I believe in John 3.16? And my little segment is, of all the research and study that I've done, because I've questioned my faith, not that I've ever questioned... I, I grew up in a spiritual home. I grew... We weren't every Sunday Bible-thumping, go-to-church-every-Sunday type people, but we were very spiritual. Mom grew us upright, and my grandma was very spiritual, and we were a broken family. I come from divorce, and I didn't know my dad till I was 15, and I mean, I come from broken, broke family, right? Yeah. But... The seed was planted at a very young age. And I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was 10 years old at Vacation Bible School and got saved and baptized as a kid. I then went on a life of figuring it out on my own. I went to youth groups. I went to, I had Holy Spirit encounters at a young age. And still, I'm a Luke 15, 9. I still went off the wrong path. I was a lost sheep, right? Like, I've been down that road. I've chased success. I've chased 
happiness. I've chased those emotions. It wasn't until the wreck happened and I, I, I had prayed believing that God would make me walk in three months, six months, nine months, and we came back home to have our first kid. And uh, I, I never questioned why me. I never questioned why this happened, but I was sitting up on top of the hill at my in-laws place there overlooking the river and I was on my four-wheeler and I, I, I was praying, man. I was seeking. I was in tears and I asked because I had never worked at anything harder in my entire life as I was to walking again, right? I was meditating on it. I was working out rehabbing four to eight hours a day never taking a day off i was i was researching the next cure i was doing all these things and working at it prior to this i had done the same thing with my rodeo life since i was 14 years old i put my soul into rodeo live breathe eat sleep drink it right prior to rodeo was wrestling for me as a kid live eat breathe sleep drink it i was obsessed with all those things so it was at that moment i i was praying to the lord and i and i didn't ask why me but i was asking i asked why have i not seen I believe in you. I believe in miracles. I believe that you raise the dead. I believe that you can. I believe that you are able to make me walk if it is what you want to do. Snap your finger and make me walk. So why is it not happening yet? And why have I not got what I feel like I deserve? I'm putting in a whole bunch of effort here and seeing very minimal results because everything prior in my life I, if if I didn't get it, I went and worked a little harder and I got it. And what I heard was, you have got to trust my timing. He didn't explain why I haven't walked it. There's nothing more that I want in this life than to walk. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it was at that moment that I went, okay, Lord, I hear you and I surrender. It's an easy trap that we fall into because... Typically, we find success when we work. Absolutely. So if you set a goal, what do you do? You work. If you don't reach a goal, what do you do? You work harder. If you still don't reach a goal, what do you do? You find a different way to work. Those that are ambitious and driven, that's how you pursue success. And when you have the repeated success over and over and over, this ideology of if I just work hard enough, I get it, becomes normal. But it is not applicable in in this sense of salvation it is yeah so back to why do i believe what i believe is kevin cooley um buddy of mine he uh he made it very clear one day i heard him say this is how he challenges people so all the research and all the things i've done there's the biblical belief and there's a non-biblical belief right i've lived both sides of the life and I've come to realization that if this isn't true, if there isn't eternity, if there isn't salvation, if there, if when I die I get made into a dog or whatever else because of how good I've been on this earth or whatever, so be it. But if I don't believe what's in here, I better make sure that I'm 100% right. This book that I read says there's a heaven and a hell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Proof in the pudding. So, I'm okay. I'm okay with if if I die, I come back as a dog or a horse <laughs> or whatever. Hopefully, I'm not one of my horses, but I'm okay with with that. But if if I don't do what this book tells me to do and I end up in hell, that's going to suck. That's going to come with a cost. That's why I believe what I believe. The backside of that is to all it is is <laughs> believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus did what he did for the reasons he did it yeah. that's it yeah that's yeah. all i have to do now my then i receive the holy spirit which we'll get into that as this podcast unravels but if i want to experience life to the fullness while i'm on this earth I better start 
I better do that. I better confess with my mouth and believe my heart that Jesus is who he says he is and did what he said he did for those reasons so that I can experience life fully on earth. Well, what's experiencing life fully on earth? I go to Galatians 5. That's receiving the fruit of the Spirit. That is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, um, self-control. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, people say to me all the time, I don't know if I could have that attitude that you have in that situation. Well, yes, you can. Yeah. Because mine doesn't come from anything that I've done. It dang sure doesn't come from my work ethic because I have worked at walking way harder than how far I am in my walking progress, quote unquote here, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, but I can, in this situation, find the joy in raising my coming on four-year-old boy. I can find joy in riding my cow horse even though the situation looks different. I can find strength to continue chasing my passion because I'm not relying on my works or myself anymore. I'm relying on that coming from the Lord, right? Yeah. And I think it's a it's a lifelong journey this is. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. it is for everybody. Ephesians 4.1 I got to flip to it so I don't call it, call it. We, uh, we, we, we talked about this. I say modern day Christianity, we get so wrapped up in our quote unquote calling and we can, we can trap ourselves there too, because we don't feel qualified enough. We don't feel like we're good enough. We don't feel like we have enough resources to do it. God sent his son to die on the cross for our forgiveness for for our sins we all fall short of the glory of god i miss the mark i still sin i still fall short of god's glory nobody's immune to it but i also believe when i pray for forgiveness that i'm forgiven and it's washed white as snow correct and when i repent when i change the way i think when i turn away from those things in my life when i turn away from those sins in my life I experience more fullness of life. I experience more joy. I experience more peace. I experience more patience. You tell me how you can end up in a wheelchair paralyzed and think 10 years down the road of what your work's going to do, of what you're going to be able to do to provide for your family, of what what it is that you're going to even ever be capable of of ever doing again yeah when you look at it like that heck yeah you're gonna worry heck yeah you're gonna stress it's gonna be heck yeah you're gonna feel for, fearful circumstance be depressed heck yeah you're gonna feel worthless like you can't but when you accept jesus as your savior and you grow in that relationship now i can have a trust that says i believe i'm gonna walk on this earth but even if i don't i'm still going to worship him because i've had multitudes of people help me pay for medical bills i've had multitudes of people help me get equipment that i needed at the time to give me liberation in this journey i had resources set up for me cattle prices going up being able to sell the cows to a afford an expensive horse to chase the cow horse deal right like we all look at miracles as snap the finger i'm gonna get up out of this wheelchair and walk that miracle is gonna happen i'll tell you but look at all the miracles that have already been unfolding (laughs) i'll tell you what that's how I can have joy. That's how I can have peace knowing that tomorrow is going to be better. That's how I can have patience in situations when people call me complaining about their life. That's how I can have all these things. We were talking about earlier, anger, like oh, yeah. all these things. Oh, I can yeah. get deliverance from those things because I accept that Jesus did what he did and does what he says he does. Yeah. It's... uh it's incredible when you start to step off on those early steps and and despite where you are in your relationship with God I think he always I can't say always it's an absolute statement but quite often times 
the depth and the layers start to get revealed on a greater level and a greater level and a greater level. So this isn't a lesson for a baby Christian. This isn't a lesson for somebody that's been doing it 50, 60 years trying to grow their relationship. This is a lesson for everybody. Everybody, man. Everybody at any walk, at any point, at any time. We are always having having things revealed to us to clarify the mission and the goal and the purpose and His will for us here on earth. And I think, in summary, you talk about Ephesians 4, and I want to hit this real quick. As we wrap, and we'll get into the next episode. So four starts with, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. That's it. That's where I was going with that statement. We get wrapped up in our calling. What can I do for this? What can I do for that? Who can I do for this? What can I do for all these things? The calling is to know God. And check this out. You followed up scripture too, right? Verse two, excuse me. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Okay, number three is what hit for me. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. No, God, man. You want deliverance from these things in your life? You want deliverance from stress? You want deliverance from anxiety? You want, you want, you want less, you want less anger in your life? You want more money? You want, you want healing for your body you want all these things start with having a relationship with jesus come as you are he wants you where you're at he wants your heart you don't have to be good enough um there is a greatness inside of all of us when we step into our identity we find our purpose correct god calls us all to know him that's it and it's so it's as simple as Believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. Making Jesus the Lord of your life. Yep. Then it's a journey of laying down your life, picking up your cross, and following Him. Absolutely. Right? So we get stuck in the Jesus died for my sins mentality when we need to transition into Jesus rose from the dead for me. Absolutely. It's incredible. Jesus and- rose so that I can live. To speak life. To speak life, to have life, and to have it abundantly. John or John ten ten. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came so that you may have life and have it abundantly. I love it. You want to experience life in the fullness? Don't let the enemy rob you of your joy don't let the enemy make you angry don't let the enemy don't let the enemy may let you worry because your bank account doesn't have enough you want the fullness of that start by talking to god that's it it's that simple right that's a great start the that's relationship. a great start come as you are man he doesn't we he already knows that you're a sinner we all fall short of the glory of god because of our sins yeah the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life. Yep, yep. Eternal life is not only eternity in heaven. Eternal life is right here, right now. You have an addiction and you can't get over it? I know Why? somebody. I know somebody. I've been somebody, <laughs> right? Yep. You, you. What does that addiction bring in your life? It brings death. It makes you worry. It makes you stressed. It makes you wake up hungover. It makes you go through withdrawals because you don't have that addiction anymore right yeah. that is death here on life yeah you want a good life again it's pretty simple <laughs> get in the book get in the book start start growing your relationship yep yep and i'll tell you what this is this is great cuz you know you talk about confessing with your mouth and and we're going to break down there's a lot to this when we talk about the guilt and the weight of sin and how we perceive it and how we grow our relationship with God. And that'll get unpacked as the episodes move on. But I think we've hit on a great point and next episode, maybe we'll develop what does it take to do God's work? What what are ways that God works here? God works here on earth through us because to the point of doubt, I think oftentimes we, and I, I know you've done it. I know we've, I've done it myself because we've had the conversations about it. We think that there's a qualification and we think that there's works that need to be done along with those qualifications. 
and it's a little bit more simple than that and we'll we'll get into it in the next episode as, as far as what it takes and how God works through us here on earth sounds good man I think this was fire this is awesome thanks for having me I'm going to leave with two more little side notes Pastor Trevor we had a Bible study on uh, yesterday I guess Thursday and he was going over just Easter week and uh, we were studying the lead up to today where Good Friday being or the day Jesus hung on the cross leading into Sunday where he comes out of the tomb and we the we talked about it we get so stuck in a friday mentality that uh jesus died for my sins well yes he did but jesus also rose so that you could live. there was a sunday there was a sunday jesus rose so you could live you want to live start living and he said jeez the one of the things that of why jesus did what he did was it wasn't Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. If there's any death in your... If you are lacking joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, gentleness, the fruit of the Spirit, if you're lacking any of those in your life, go to Jesus, man. He came so you could live. Yes, sir. So then it becomes the James, in James 1, talks about faith without good works is dead and useless. That to me says that when I go, when I work on my relationship with the Lord and I do the Romans 12 to don't conform to the way of the world but be transformed by the way I think. When I start that relationship, when I take my angry frustrating prayers to the lord when i take the i'm not good enough prayers to the lord when i take those things to him and i start seeking him in his fullness and i tell him i need you here he shows up and the works that i do here on earth are a product of my faith absolutely Absolutely. And as the old adage goes, if you pray about it, you better get ready. (laughs) You better get ready because we're about to work. Right. So you want change in your life. You want more money in your bank account. You want to pick up these things. I'm not saying you can't ask for those things. But when you start in that relationship with Jesus, when you accept him for what he is and what he did, your thoughts do change and you get life in the fullness while you're on life and you'll step into a purpose that Ephesians 3.20 says is greater than we can even think or imagine. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So again, we thank everybody for listening here at White Horse Ramuda. We hope that this invokes some thought and challenges you to crack open that Bible and start to grow your relationship with God and understand what salvation really is beyond the religious conformity of works. And we look forward to this show growing in its faith. And JR, again, I can't thank you enough for all that you contribute and pour in and not only me, but everybody here involved with this show. Again, you want to get a hold of JR, you can get a hold through social media outlets at JR Vizane. Again, if you want to get a hold of anybody else here at the show, you can reach out to us through day6ranch.com. And you can find us on social media at Day6 Ranch. That's D-A-Y, the number six, R-A-N-C-H. We love you all. We can't wait to get into the book again. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Hey, listen, too. Last little bit here. Don't be scared. If, if, if you've never picked up a Bible, if you've never heard Jesus, if you've never heard any of those things, and th- listening to this intrigued that is and, that and yeah. and is that first in your life do not hesitate to reach out to either one of us Absolutely. Message, message me on instagram or facebook or anything because i would love to go to share deeper into those things um of of why you should and all all the things so do not hesitate to reach out to us if if it's never been in your life or if you're at a spot in in your life or in your spiritual walk where maybe you 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 already have accepted jesus in your life but you've went astray or or there is some of these things because listen jason and i will sit here and neither one of us will will uh will say that we're perfect 
Neither one of us will say that we have it all figured out. Neither one of us will say that we are holier than thou because we have all these things figured out. Both of us will sit here and say that we are saved by grace, children of the Most High, heirs to the kingdom, and are trying to be obedient followers of Christ. Absolutely. The show's predicated on a Bible study for a reason, right? There's stuff, <laughs> there's stuff that we don't know. There's stuff that we want to learn. And we hope that everybody has the same critical approach that we've taken. And and it's a it's a humbling experience to be a steward of such opportunity. I'll oh, tell this you that. crazy, man. This was such an awesome, such an awesome podcast. And stoked we got her up and rolling, man. All right, brother. On to the next one. Thanks again for joining us here on Let Freedom Reign podcast. If you are looking to grow in the areas of leadership, self-mastery, and discipleship, please visit day6ranch.com to see all we have to offer in the form of free content, podcasts, and material related to building a legacy-worthy lifestyle.